Ladies and guys who like sending me nice emails to cheer me up and hear author of the best Tinder guide on the internet, this is the Kill Your Inner Loser show. Let's fucking go. I first up want to point out that my eyes are very fucking red and my voice is very fucking blown. I've been sick for the last couple of days, got conjunctivitis in the eyes. I'm kind of a bit of a train wreck. And what I'm about to talk about here could not have come at a better fucking time. So I'm going to read out an email that somebody sent me. This is the second time you motherfuckers have done this. And I love you guys to bits. This is the second time I've been having a really fucking like bad time or I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling good. And you guys just come through and you send me like an email that's just really fucking heartfelt when I really fucking need it. So I really appreciate this guy. I actually got a couple of emails today, but I'm going to read out one in particular that just came at the best fucking time, you know, as for why I'm not feeling bad. Sorry, as for why I'm feeling bad, why I'm not feeling good. I'm excited to be getting towards the end of this 365. So this is episode 361. I've been doing one of these a day for the last year. So fucking close to the end of 365. I'm looking forward to that like fucking crazy. But as I said, The throat has just been a nightmare the last week. I've wanted to just finish this project and do the last like four episodes, but I've tried for the last week and I sit down and it's just, ugh. I get like two minutes into it and I'm just coughing and spluttering. I'm pretty sure I can get through this one. Apologies for the audio quality. It's probably not going to sound amazing because of my raspy, shitty voice, but let's fucking power through. I'm giving myself permission to suck here. And I'm also fucking not feeling good. The main reason I'm not feeling good today is not actually because I'm sick. That's nothing special, but we're in another fucking lockdown. This country is obsessed with locking down. At this point, this is like the fucking fifth, sixth something lockdown I've been in. This country's done like 25 lockdowns over the last year, but hey, we beat COVID, right? Australia's got a great strategy. I'm going to try really hard not to be too negative here. So I'll summarize by saying I feel... Like, there's no way out of this shit. And the normal answer would be leave the fucking country, but you can't right now. International travel is banned. Australia won't let you leave. The second best thing I can do is withdraw and go inside myself and say, what am I going to do? Like, you know, I've said it a million times in podcasts. What can I do? And part of that will be working on my next mission. I'm not quite sure what that is yet. Once I finish this project, I'm going to have a think work out what I want to do next. It's most likely going to do going to be some sort of like video course. Um, maybe a how to lose your virginity course, maybe how to have threesomes. I haven't quite figured that out. I know that you guys will, there'll be more of a, a market for the how to lose your, I, I know there'll be more of a, a need, I should say, for the how to lose your virginity course. I know a lot of you guys, you know, will want that. Threesome course, less so, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Anyway, bottom line, feeling a bit sick, super fucking hopeless. And I mean, not entirely hopeless, but like feeling that sort of feeling of hopelessness of like, there is no way out of this lockdown bullshit. We're just going to fucking lock down for the next three years, feeling a bit fucking miserable. And I got this email from this dude here. So I'm going to keep it anonymous. I won't read out because I haven't asked him if I can use his name. So I just won't. But I wanted to jump on here and read this out. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's quite long, but this guy is an absolute fucking legend. And this email really fucking made my day. So I'll skip through some bits, like I said, but he starts off, I'll skip the first couple of paragraphs. He basically says, 
Okay, I'll skip the first three paragraphs. Okay, I'll skip the first four. Okay, so one thing he does here, guys, which I want to... This isn't a criticism, guys. Don't take this as a criticism. But I get so many fucking emails from people, or I will even do, like, coaching calls with people where English isn't your first language. And you will say, you know, man, I suck in this language. Or, you know, sorry, I suck in English. Like, I'm really bad at English. My English is bad. Like, please forgive my bad English. Blah, 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 blah. No, guys, absolutely fucking not. Your English is, like, almost without fail, practically perfect, and you're too hard on your fucking self. You think that your English is shitty. You think you're more capable. This guy in particular is more capable than a lot of English speakers who are natural English speakers. So, guys, stop beating yourself up if you miss a word or you can't think of a word, like, especially with this guy. Holy shit. Like, the English is absolutely perfect. You guys got to give yourself a little more credit, especially when it's not your first fucking language. Anyway, so here we go. Here we go. Here's the actual meat and bones of the email. A little bit of my past. I was a pretty normal kid, not a lot of friends, definitely no girls at all. At 18 years old, I got into a religious cult. Traditional Catholicism, all bullshit. I was there because I was alone and with no friends. And good or bad, that community gave me a sense of belonging. Yeah, I like how he says good or bad here, because I... You guys don't hear me talk about religion very much, and it's not really something that I am going to talk about very much, because I think it's a personal thing for you guys. It's not up to me to sort of have a rant about, you know, which religion you should follow. Should you be an atheist? Like, that's your fucking, you know what I mean? I can't be telling you the meaning of your fucking life, but I see a lot of good from religion. I see a lot of bad. Personally, I'm not religious. If you want my opinion or my feelings, I guess you would say I'm an atheist. I don't necessarily, I'm an agnostic. I don't think I have the answer. Anyway, that's that's irrelevant. We'll talk about that another time. If anyone wants me to talk about that, feel free to leave a comment and maybe I'll do a video on that shit. But I don't think it's that important. It's your decision, your thing to come to, your thing to work out. Anyway, but I see some good from religion. I see a lot of good from religion. My grandparents were very fucking religious and the amount of, or the sense of community they got from that, like that was my granddad's, my grandfather's entire world. My, my, my grandmother as well, but especially my grandfather, like his entire world was his religion. And like the friends that I saw him make, the love that they gave him and all of that sort of stuff, like, holy shit, like that really, really, really was nice to see. And they were very welcoming to me. And I remember like, even as a young kid, because I, I, at about like 14, I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking atheist, right? I don't believe in God. Or I at least don't see any evidence for one particular God. Someone may have made us, sure, I can't prove that either way, but I don't believe in a specific God. There you go, that's the way I phrase it. I remember saying that to, like, a lot of these religious people in my grandfather's church, and they were just like, yeah, that's fine, that's your decision, and they were just, like, really fucking, like, still loving, and they treated you exactly like they treated everyone else. Like, there was so much love that came from that community, so I do see a lot of good with religion, particularly a positive or a community driven one like Catholicism, I can also see the bad because they tend to be unskeptical. They just, without questioning, a lot of them will just say, yeah, like our God is real. God is real. And there's no sort of like, well, how do you know that? Have you explored the options? Have you read the Bible? Like a lot of them just come to that decision and just go, yeah, I just believe it, whatever. Like it's not really something they've thought through. So I can see how it can be cult-like. And I think it depends on the person. I think some people get a lot of good out of religion. I think some people don't. You know, it's sort of more up to you to make that decision. I'm not going to sit here and tell you whether you should be 
<clears throat> atheist or religious, like, because at the end of the day, I don't really think it matters. I think, I, and I've gone off on a wild fucking tangent here. I realize that, like, I'm supposed to be fucking reading this guy's email. We've just evolved into religious talk, which I said I wouldn't do, but fuck it. Let's just go with it. I don't really think it matters whether you're religious or not. I think that's the wrong thing to look at. And I think it's sort of like politics. If you're going to look and say, are you a leftist? Are you a white, a right wing conspiracy theorist? Are you a fucking, you know, this, or are you a centrist? Like, I don't really think that's the stuff that really matters. Because at the end of the day, what you want to bring it all back to is what is your meaning for your life? Like, like, what is your reason for being here? And I think most people would agree with this when I say it. Me personally, my... Uh, mission in life is to leave the world better than I found it. I have some other missions as well. One of them is to learn as much about as many things as I possibly can. That's why I'm so open-minded. That's why I ask so many questions. That's why I experiment. That's why I like to talk my way through things. That's why I like to have different people on the podcast. Even if I don't necessarily agree with everything they say, I want to learn. But my main mission is to leave the world better than I found it. That has, if you notice, very little or nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with your stance on fucking abortion. It, it really has nothing to do with any of that sort of stuff. It's, I want to be a force for good. And you can do that as a leftist or a right winger or a hardcore Catholic or an atheist or a, you know, it, like none of this stuff really matters. It So I would, instead of focusing on, and I'm not talking directly to this guy, I'm just talking to everyone in general, instead of saying religion is good, religion is bad, or, and I, this guy wasn't doing that to be fair, or left-wingers are all shitheads, or feminists are all evil, or, you know, this guy is blue pill, he's bad. Instead of doing that, say, is this, per look at the intent of the person, is this person's mission to, or do I believe this person is trying to make the world better? Do I believe they have a good intent? Or do I believe they have a bad intent? That's the more appropriate or the more important question. And a more important question for yourself is not like, should I believe in God? Should I like those are questions to obviously ask yourself and figure out. But no matter who you are, you can leave the world a better place. So I don't really, again, this isn't like jumping on this guy's email. I just sort of wax lyrical there about religion a little bit, went off on a tangent. But I, people get too caught up in the stuff that doesn't really matter. What you want to do is always bring it back to your meaning for life. And for most people, most people will agree like, oh, I want to leave the world better. If you have a different meaning of life, you know, go for that. But bring everything back to your meaning of life and then say, does it really matter if I do that as this or that? Like as long as everything I'm doing is in line with my meaning or my purpose, then great. And by the way, if you haven't figured out what your purpose is, just steal that one. Honestly, it's a pretty decent purpose, like leaving the world better than you found it. If you, if you, don't, if that doesn't resonate with you yet, like if you're in the early stages where all you can see is your own flaws and everything you have to work on and, you know, you don't feel like you're ready to go out and have a positive impact on the world, because that is a point you need to get to. Or it is a point, you, you don't start there by default is what I mean. If you're not at that point yet, or you don't feel like you have it in you to like influence the world in a positive way, then focus on yourself. Like self-improvement is a pretty fucking good meeting for life, by the way. Plenty of guys, when I say, what's your purpose for life? What's your meaning? Like, what's your mission? What do you want? They say like, to make myself the best person I can be. It's a pretty fucking wonderful meaning for life. You know how much good you can do in the world almost accidentally 
when you work on yourself, when you focus on yourself, when you draw inwards, look inwards and say, I want to make myself the best person I can possibly be, the best man I can be, the best woman I can be. Jesus fucking Christ, the amount of influence you have on the rest of the world. So I will get back to this guy's email now. We went on a little side tangent there, but all good. So he goes on to say, uh, I was there as in he was in the church or in the religion because I was alone and with no friends. So good or bad, that community gave me a sense of belonging. But the fanaticism was tearing me apart. So I eventually got out. Yeah, it's a little sad, man. So he, he says he was into it for like two years. That can be a little sad because it sounds like it gave him a lot of good, but <clears throat> also came with a lot of bad, which which happens sometimes. Like even in cults, you still make friends. And I'm not saying this guy's church was a cult. It can be a little bit. I guess religion can be a little bit cultish. Uh, so he says, Voltaire's writings helped me a lot in that transition. Yeah, Voltaire is like a really fucking good philosopher. Um, after that, I started looking for ways to attract women. Having lived a sexless life, plus two years actively repressing my sexuality. Yeah, that's one of the downsides of a lot of religions. Uh, it left me with an exorbitant sexual appetite, which I still have. So I started looking for ways to attract women and I found the red pill. I have to say it gave me a lot of good things. Yeah, they did for me too, dude. Uh, he goes on to say, they helped me discover self-improvement, being attractive as possible. Sorry, being attractive is possible if you work hard. That was a really good lesson. I started lifting and reading about game. If you don't know what he means by game, he just means like, you know, learning how to get women. However, I never made an approach. I was afraid. Even Tinder scared me. Yeah, dude, like pretty much most people are when they first start trying to work on their sex life or their dating life. Women too, by the way. Women fucking terrified the first time they're like, oh, I want to go get a boyfriend. It's like fucking scary. And of course, as you can imagine, I also read the alpha and beta gibberish. The all women are like that and the misogynistic shit that gives them the reputation they have. Yeah. So he's, what he's talking about here is that the red pill. I still like the red pill is one of those weird. I, I don't I'm always going to have a weird relationship with the red pill. I really like the red pill on some like on some things. I really like the red pill on like looking inwards, being the best man you can be, focus, putting yourself first, self-improvement, going to the gym, uh, being more stoic if I didn't say that already. They have a lot of really good fucking philosophies and a lot of really good teachings. I think when it comes to women though, I, I think I disagree with almost, every, I won't say almost everything they say, a lot of what they say, uh, at least a lot of the more extreme things, um, you know, like all women are like that, stuff like that. Um, that you got to be an alpha male, stuff like that. I think there's like some truth in some of those different things. Like I, I get the points that they're making, but I think the problem is that at this point, the red pill just has so many members. There's like two and a half million people. And so the more reasonable people are always going to get drowned out by the loud, um, I won't say obnoxious, but like the, the more fervent, the more like zealot people. So the people who yell about like all women are like that and, you know, the women hating stuff, they're just going to yell louder because they feel more passionately about it. And the reasonable people in the red pill aren't going to jump. They're going to say something and be like, dude, I think you're taking it a little too far. Like not all women are bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. But because there's the loud uh, other people, they're going to yell over the top of you. And so the reasonable people are going to get drowned out. I think that's why the red pill has that sort of reputation. I think there's a lot of good in there. I just wish some of the like, it's... I get the point of what they've done, which is let's let's create r largely a an unfiltered 
or un it's not unmoderated, but it's less moderated than say my forums. My forums are very heavily moderated. My content is very heavily moderated. Like you cannot come onto my forums and start talking about how you hate women. I mean, you can say it, but then people will say like, okay, dude, like, let's help you with that. How do we solve that problem? How do we get you to a point where you don't hate women? You couldn't come on there and say, I want to hate women forever. Like my moderator radical wouldn't let you stay. He'd be like, I'm sorry, man. I like politely. I don't think this is the forum for you. If you want to keep hating women, you can't really stay here, man. Like it's okay if you do hate women right now, but by the way, but like, let's work on that. That's an issue that we would like to help you fix. The red pill is... It's kind of like any discussion goes, which I really like on the one hand. I do really like that on the one hand. I guess you just have to be okay with the fact that you're going to get some louder, maybe less reasonable. I'd say less experienced would be a better way of phrasing it. Men, like the the guys who hate women, generally speaking, you have less experience because once you meet enough women, it's really hard to fucking hate them because a lot of them are so damn nice. And like you have, you have to almost like ignore the evidence in front of you because remember that a big part of what a lot of the red pill, the negative people on the red pill yell about is like, oh, women are like that. They're all shit. They're all gold diggers. They're all whores. They're all off fucking alpha chads and cheating on you. Any woman will cheat on you given the chance. You know, they'll, they'll say those things. But when you have enough experience, as in when you've slept with enough women or dated enough women, even if you just have enough female friends or you pay it, you have like decent family that have decent women in the family. You start seeing exceptions to that, you know, like I, I talked about this in the past. There, uh, there was one girl in particular who really just like was the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I had the same beliefs as this guy. I truly believed that like the red pill, everything they say is correct. Women are all whores and they're all cheating on you. But there was a woman that was this, a girl that was the straw that broke the camel's back and she was just absolutely fucking lovely to me. I've talked about it in a previous podcast. She was lovely to me for like over a year. And I was the, spending the entire time looking for reasons why she was a bad person and why she was a bad woman and why she was going to cheat on me and she was a whore and like all that kind of stuff, right? And at the end of this year, she went away for a holiday. She wrote me this postcard, which she didn't have to do because we were only casually dating. We were just fuck buddies. And she wrote this postcard and she basically just wrote all this shit about how she was really grateful for me and her life was better, that I was in it. And remember, we were only casual fuck buddies. And she said, like, I'm really glad I met you. Like, thank you. And I read that. And in that moment, I was just like, there's nothing bad about this chick. Like, there's not a single bad part of her entire soul. Like, there's no, I can't hate, I'm trying to hate her and I can't even invent something to hate about her. And believe me, I fucking tried for a year. And then that would like brought the whole cards, excuse me, that, that brought the whole house of cards tumbling down. And then I started looking at the other women in my life and I was like, oh fuck, my mother is incredibly fucking loyal. She's been, I've talked about this. She's been through my dad, been with my dad through some absolute fucking hell and she could have left. I wouldn't have even blamed her if she left and she didn't. She stayed. And then I started looking at other family members and I was like, shit, actually a lot of women in my family are really loyal. I started thinking back on other girls I dated and I was like, a lot of these girls are absolute sweethearts. Like, why did I think women were all just like cheating whores and like all that kind of stuff? So it kind of came crumbling down. That's a long winded way of saying, you know, and I'm trying to be gentle in how I say this, but a lot of the people on the red pill who have the more, let's say extreme views don't have a lot of experience because once you get experience, generally speaking, 99% of guys will figure out like, oh, women aren't like, they're a lot more nuanced than I thought they were. Anyone who has a one dimensional view of women hasn't met many. 
because you meet enough and you're like, shit, there are women who are just like fucking men. Like they're into self-improvement. They're incredibly stoic. They understand themselves. They want to be better people. They're very loyal. They're fiercely fucking loyal. They would die for their men. Damn, like I respect these women. These women are fucking cool. You start meeting more of those women and then it's like really hard to think that they're just like one dimensional whores and, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Anyway. So let's keep going with this guy. So he basically says, he goes on to say, after he abandoned the religious bullshit, he started with the women hating bullshit. It didn't help. And it was just more poison to my soul. Yeah. So it sounds like this guy has a problem with fanaticism. And fanaticism can be very, and when we say fanaticism, we mean when you're, you know, fanatical about something, when you're obsessed with with a particular type of doctrine. And I've talked about this in the past. I guess I will... I will, I'll make a note, let me make a note to an article I wrote, um, I'll leave it in the description below, called, Oh No, You've Angered the Gods. So, Oh No, You've Angered the Gods. Go go read that one below. I, I talk a lot about the red pill, but I, I talk in generally about people who are very fanatical and almost superstitious about their beliefs. And the red pill, a lot of people fall victim to that there. I have some people who are probably too fanatical about my shit as well don't believe everything I say. Like you need to go out and try it yourself. I could be wrong. Maybe something that I say only worked for me and a couple of my friends and then you go and try it and it doesn't fucking work. And you're like, oh man, Andy missed something. I I don't have all the answers and be very wary of anyone who tells you they have all the answers. That is the problem with fanaticism, with religion, with the red pill, with, you know, even my stuff. You want to be careful that you're not just devouring everything that person or that group of people say, because then you're not being skeptical. You're not checking for yourself. You're not seeing if it is true. Never believe anyone who tells you they have all the answers, including me. I will never tell you I have all the fucking answers. In fact, that's kind of the opposite of what I tried to get across to you. So I'll continue reading. He says, at that time, I was going out with friends and I met a fair amount of girls, but I never made an approach. And the cynicism and anger I had didn't help. With each day, I was more and more depressed. Sometimes I even thought about suicide. Life felt meaningless and gray. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you felt like that, man. You know, I've, I've felt suicidal in the past. I've talked about that and depressed for many, many, many years. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? The cynicism and the anger, like the hatred towards women. I'll take these headphones off. I don't need them. The hatred and the anger that can come towards women. You know, it's not just the red pill. Like I, I get that a lot of people get bitter when they don't have the dating results they want. A lot of women get bitter too. You know, it's it's when you have expectations or you feel like you're trying and you're not getting that feedback, you can become very cynical and anger, angry. And obviously that's going to be like kryptonite to your dating results. Like we've all seen on Tinder or online dating or just in person, we've all seen the women that have like baggage that will write a 20 dot point list of like, you have to be a six foot two man and you better be a millionaire and you better blah, blah, blah. And I'm a princess, so I deserve to be treated like one. It's like really clear that she has a lot of baggage. And we know how toxic that shit is. Like no one wants to fuck that girl, let alone date her or commit to her. Jesus fucking Christ. And I see this a lot with guys where it's like they've been hurt before or they're resentful with the lack of dating options that they have. And they're putting that energy out into the world. And the problem with that is exactly the same way that you wouldn't date a woman who was acting or or speaking like that. Why would any decent woman want to get with you? Why would any girl even want to hook up with you if it's pretty obvious you fucking hate women? You'll get a lay every now and then, sure. But like, you're not going to have the satisfaction or the intimacy or even any decent number of lays if you walk around with that hate in your heart. That said, 
a lot of the time the answer is obviously try and be as open-minded as you can. But a lot of the time the answer is just keep putting yourself out there. Just keep working on your dating life and meet more women. Try and be open-minded. Try not to be a fucking dick to them because most women are really nice, but just put yourself out there more. And eventually by seeing that there are a lot of really fucking nice women out there, really fucking awesome chicks, it's kind of hard to, to keep hating them. So I'll keep reading. He says, then the COVID came and I had a lot of time to think and time to read. And one day reading the Red Pill subreddit, I stumbled across a post by a crazy Aussie guy who claimed he had had his first foursome. Yeah, so I, I fucked three girls at once, like three of the girls that I was dating, including my girlfriend Imogen. You know, we all got together. We had a foursome. So he goes on to say, the first guy who actually had proof of his progress. Yeah, I obviously had pictures of the foursome. We took some videos and shit. It was pretty fun. The chicks were like really into the pictures too. Imogen likes to take pictures. Oh, I find most girls going off on a quick tangent here. I find most girls really like taking like nude pictures, like, like prop. Even if I say like, look, these are going on the internet. Are you cool with that? They're like, yeah, just don't show my face. Like a lot of girls are like really fucking, they get really turned on by that. Obviously, if you're going to take nude pictures, ask first and make sure you tell them like, I'm going to share these with my friends or, you know, they go on on the internet. Um, if you want that to be super easy mode, do them as like BDSM photos, do them as like proper, like use a proper camera and shit, make them look all artsy and set up a, a website. It doesn't take much effort to set up with like a portfolio, like, like all the pictures and make sure you tell girls that they're going on that website, but then you can show the next couple of girls this website. So you can say like, look, here's the website, show them on your phone. Here's all the BDSM pictures. Look how artsy they look and shit. And chicks are like, oh, wow, that's legit. I'd love to be part of that. Rather than, hey, I'm going to take a nude picture of your tits and show my friends. Like less girls will say yes to that. But you'll still get like a few girls that'll be into that. I think the easiest way is to just always say like, I won't show your face. That seems to like most girls are fine. If you just don't show their face, don't show any tattoos, don't show any shit like that. And then obviously show them the picture before you upload it so they can make sure they, you know, look good and shit. Anyway. So he says, uh, the first guy that actually had proof of his progress and that changed my life. I didn't pay too much attention to that particular post as I was miles away of something remotely close to a foursome and I still am, but the rest of the content was quite interesting. A guy who was even more depressed and, and fucked up than I ever was and now living an awesome life, getting laid with multiple beautiful women and without being a cynic, women hating asshole. Is that even possible? Well, you had the proof and part of my heart wanted to believe it was possible. After all, I didn't want to manipulate or mistreat no one. I didn't want to be an asshole. I feel I am, in my essence, a happy man and a good person. Yeah, I'll stop right there. Honestly, most guys are. I think that's why so many of you like my content. Because, like, you know, I've come here and said, like, you can be a like, you can be nice to chicks. Like, why wouldn't you be nice to chicks? And a lot of guys are like, oh, you mean I don't have to lie or like trick them into bed or, you know, uh, take too long, like, like take a specific amount of time to reply to their texts or pretend that I have options or be an alpha male. And I'm like, no, just be like fucking normal. Just be normal. And like, tell them you want to sleep with them and improve yourself, obviously. And like some of the girls will sleep with you and some of them won't. And that's chill. Just be nice to them. I think a lot of people resonate with that shit. Cause deep down, I think the majority of men, I will also no, just say the majority of women, but we're talking to men here. So the majority of men are good people. The majority of you are good people, obviously. And you want to continue being a good person. You would like to be an even better person. And then when someone comes along and they're like, yeah, you can get laid being decent. Why, why wouldn't you be able to? It's like refreshing because we've all heard the like, assholes get laid, you know, nice guys finish last and all that sort of rhetoric. And yes, if you're a complete doormat, you will finish last. 
You do have to have a little bit of a backbone. You do have to have some confidence. But you don't have to be a fucking asshole. You can just be a, like a, a, you can be a nice dude with confidence. You know what I mean? You can be a nice dude with a backbone. So I will keep reading. He says, uh, but I was depressed, bitter, and full of rage with women and with life. And I used to think the only way of attracting women was through cynicism and manipulation. <clears throat> so I started devouring your content, post after post. The fanatic inside me was closer and closer to disappearing until it was gone. So that was the first thing you helped me achieve. That last ounce of fanaticism is now dead thanks to you. After years of being a fanatic of one stupid cause or another, since my early teens, that mindset and that way of seeing reality was finally gone. I was finally free and I owe it to you and your content. Yeah, so we'll stop right there. So it is super, you know, I'm trying to get across here that you don't want to be fanatical. You don't want to just accept one person's opinion, including me. You don't want to just like attach yourself to one way of thinking and say, this is the only way that works. I talk about this all the time. You know what I mean? Like I have a fucking Tinder guide. Pe people try and like pigeonhole me sometimes. Not often, but like they'll say, oh, he's the online dating guy. He thinks that Tinder, like I get people that will try and like goat me into an argument or something like different pickup artists and stuff will email me every now and then and say like, oh, like, you know, you're the Tinder guy, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, why are you against day game or cold approach or talking to women in public? And I'm like, I'm not, I have like 30 fucking videos on like how to go out and talk to girls. I reckon I tell all my coaching clients, Hey, you have to go outside and talk to girls. Like you have to like do both, do, do online dating and, 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 uh, cold approach you know what i mean why would you be beholden to one why would i be fanatical about one way of doing things i even talk about like the red pill and pickup artistry and anytime you hear me say something like i disagree with something that they say i will say not all of them are like that and i'm not even saying they're wrong and blah 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 like i always give these caveats you don't want to attach yourself so firmly to one way of thinking this applies to everything by the way that you shut out all possible alternatives because what happens then is a lot of the time you are wrong in your thinking but because you're shutting out all possible discussion of alternatives you just don't like you stay stuck in that uh method or that ideology or that way of thinking that's not working and it takes you far too long to realize it's not working because you were so fucking closed-minded so you want to try and be as open-minded as you possibly can you want to try and be as unfanatical, if that's a word, as you possibly can, as little as a, of a zealot as possible, and always sort of like listen to, always be skeptical, I guess, of your own thoughts. I'm skeptical of my own thoughts all the fucking time. Absolutely. So he goes on to say, shortly after that, the COVID shit started to dissipate, and I, man, fucking good. I'm glad that like, I'm always glad when someone says like, oh, my country's back to normal now, because like, obviously my country's just being fucking stupid right now. We're in the middle of lockdown. So it always makes me fucking happy when someone says like the lockdown shit's going away or we don't have to wear masks and shit. That makes me fucking happy. Uh, and I started reading your Tinder guide. As I told you, I was afraid even of being on Tinder, but fuck it. I did it. I bought Tinder gold and I took some good photos or I tried. And to my surprise, I had a fair amount of matches. After some rejections, I had my first date. Fucking awesome. Really cute girl, a bit older. I didn't fuck her, but I kissed her. Yeah, that's a huge success. So he goes on to say, my first fucking date, a guy that never had a girlfriend that was always rejected by girls that never believed himself worthy, kissing the first girl he ever dated. That boosted my confidence to the roof. Yeah, that's fucking huge. And I talk about this all the time. Don't think, uh, okay, when you're, when you're first starting out, like this guy, you know, hadn't had sexual experience. 
I think he'd slept with a couple of escorts. I think he goes on to say he'd slept with escorts in the past, but this was the first like non-escort girl that he'd ever like been on a date with or anything. So let's just say he's he's not virgin, but like a virgin to non-escorts. I don't know what you call that. There's got to be a word for that. I guess with an escort, it's like guaranteed sex. So that's the difference. It's like you got to do it yourself when you're not using an escort. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be you pulling the trigger. The escort will sleep with you as long as you pay her money. Like you're never going to get a no from an escort unless you're a psychopath. Whereas with girls, there's a, f- a risk of rejection, a huge risk of rejection. You- you're going to get rejected by more than than more girls than it. More. <laughs> Start that sentence again. More girls are going to say no than yes. So I think that's why people, you know, put more value, obviously, in girls that you sleep with who aren't escorts. That's the main reason, because there's rejection there. Uh, Where was I? Yeah, so he had his first kiss with a girl. So that's what I was going to say. So if you're you're inexperienced and you're at the very start of your journey and you get even a fucking number from a girl, like celebrate that like fucking crazy, let alone you go on a date and you kiss a girl, that's fucking huge. So he goes on to say, but here comes the best part. I fucked the third girl I dated. A bisexual girl with short hair and baggy clothes. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a fucking... I don't think I've ever talked about this. Not that it's a huge fucking... Not that I tell you guys everything, but, like, I have a fucking fetish for girls with short hair. It's like tomboys and shit. Like, fuck, man. That shit, like, gets me fired up. I love chicks with short hair. Especially if they got, like, tattoos or something. That just fucking fires me right up. So, good job, dude. When she took her clothes off, she revealed a nice ass and a pair of big, beautiful tits. I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this on YouTube, am I? No. I couldn't believe it. Not only was she my first lady, but she was so fucking sexy. And I fucked her as if it were my last day on earth. Yeah, because it was like, yeah, so he goes on to say it was like losing my virginity for a first, for a second time. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant. Because it's like the first girl that you slept with that wasn't prostitute. So he says, I had sex with escorts or prostitutes. Escort is a nicer word. Let's just use the word escort. When people say prostitute, it sounds like cheap. But if you say escort, everyone's going to be like, oh, wow, escort. Like, that's so fancy. So just use the word escort, dude fancy that shit up so i had sex with an escort but that's nothing like a girl lusting all over your body yeah i think that's the difference like if if it's because it's like if the escort is really into you you're gonna think like yeah but that's because it's her job she's just being nice right but if it's like a random chick who has like no agenda not agenda but like no she doesn't have to be nice to you and she sleeps with you and she's into you and she likes your body and shit. It's like way more validating, obviously, because it's like you didn't even have to tell me that. It's like if I hand $50 to someone and say, give me a compliment, that compliment does not mean as much as if you just like email me out of the blue and said, hey, Andy, you're cool. You know what I mean? Uh, so all, he goes on to say, all of this was also thanks to your advice, which I followed to the letter. I love that. I love when I give advice and someone just fucking does exactly what I say. It makes it so much easier. And I know I talked before about like, don't be fanatical and don't do exactly what I say and blah, 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 blah. But it's different when it's a newbie. Let's just say that. If you're a newbie and you have no idea what to do, just do exactly what I fucking say and it will most likely work for you. And then later on, you can experiment and try different things. Sure. But when you're a complete newbie, just just kind of follow it to the letter. It's probably easiest. But don't believe everything I say. I know that's like contradictory, but whatever. The world is contradictory. Suck my fat cock. He goes on to say, ask for sex on the first date. Go for a kiss. Be open-minded. It did wonders. We fucked a couple more times. Then we ended things amicably. So far, I've dated a few more girls and most of my dates end with a kiss and then I get ghosted. I don't know the exact reason, but whatever. I'm stronger than ever and I'm constantly working to improve myself. Yeah, so without obviously knowing the details of each one of those, of like all those dates, I can't. 
answer the question. I don't know why you got ghosted, right? I can't just make something up. I don't know what you look like. I don't know if you're attractive enough. I don't know if you're doing something weird on the dates. I don't know if maybe you're just being too nice guy on the dates or something. Maybe you're not making a move. I don't know if you're inviting them all back to your apartment, you know, which you should be doing. I want you to do on every single date. So I don't know what you're doing. He's already, this guy's already on my forums. So keep posting on my forums and, you know, the guys on there will give you feedback and shit. And by the way, this guy and anyone else, if you want feedback from me, you know, I have coaching and all that sort of shit. So email me or whatever. But yeah, generally speaking, this is a problem that, well, this is something that just solves itself. Like the further you get along with this stuff, like you have no idea. You, you don't have a full idea of what you're doing at this point in time, like, cause you're, you're new to it. And so you don't get as good results, like, because you're just not as confident, you know, you're not as like smooth. You don't know what you're doing. You don't really have a game plan of like how to fuck them. You don't know how to screen for the girls that will have sex with you. You're not as good at, at being sexual. You know what I mean? Like I'm never at this point going to go on a date with a girl and not sleep with her because I'm so goddamn good at, or I, I shouldn't say I'm good. I make it fucking clear that like we're meeting up for BDSM. Like we're meeting up to have kinky sex. Like don't meet me if you're not going to have sex with me. Like I literally explicitly fucking say that shit. So this is a problem that just like kind of goes away the more experience you get. And you'll find you just naturally start looking for the, like you start making it more clear you want something sexual. And the girls like that respond are like, yeah, I'm down. You know, and you'll meet girls that want to have sex with you. You won't get ghosted as much. So it goes down to say, but hey, this is just the starting point of my journey. Yeah, exactly right, dude. Uh, so I still have a lot of immediate things I need to achieve. Getting a decent job, which is almost a fucking dream in the socialist paradise I live in, where the minimum wage is something like a hundred US dollars. I assume you mean per month. Uh, giving it all in the gym, improving my looks, getting a tattoo. Nice. Nice. Yeah, fucking, I'm a big fan of tattoos, in case you couldn't tell. I have like fucking, uh, had to count them, three. Uh, and I'm going to start doing cold approach. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me, but fuck, I'll follow your advice on the matter and we'll see what happens. Yeah, dude, hitting on chicks in public is scary as fuck, but make sure about a man for sure. And, you know, it is pretty, I just say to everyone, it's pretty mandatory, honestly. Like, just do it. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than just do it. Go go on my YouTube channel. I've got like 30 videos on, you know, how to talk to girls during the daytime and shit like that. Uh, and a lot of long-term goals, getting the fuck out of my country and going to Europe, um, learning to fly, investing in earning money, having an elite sex life, having a group of great friends and a lot more. Fuck yeah, man. There's a lot of things I would like to tell you, but I'm happy to tell you this. You've been an essential part of the progress I've made so far. You changed lives. You certainly changed mine. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. And for that, I thank you. One day I'll be thank able to thank you in person. Yeah. 2025, dude, when I can leave this fucking country, when we stop locking down. But I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, if you ever come here, I'll buy your beer or whatever. Same as if I ever happen to be in your country. Uh, thank you for being in my... Oh, thank you for being in my dark times, helping me avoid stupid decisions. Thank you for showing me hate is meaningless, that life is a beautiful gift worth enjoying. Thank you for teaching me to be a better man. Yeah, I can fire some of that back at you. This email couldn't have come at a better time, like I said. I was, you know, feeling pretty fucking miserable with all the lockdown bullshit and all that sort of crap so i really appreciate this email because this email is like an email of i guess you could say like love you know happiness life positivity and when i go outside everyone is full of like hate 
and fear and, oh my God, fucking COVID. Oh my God, let's all lock down. Don't go outside. Outside is banned. So it's nice having an email that helps me focus on positivity as well right now. So I appreciate that. Uh, And then he goes on to say, thank you for showing me that asking for the moon is entirely possible. You will always have a place in my heart. So that's that's probably the nicest. And when I read that last sentence or that that last paragraph, the second last sentence, I should say, that was what made me want to jump on here and go, I got to fucking record a, a podcast on this. Because that really fucking meant a lot to me. So what he's talking about there, for those of you who have no idea, where he says like, thank you for showing me that asking for the moon is entirely possible. So I've talked about this only a couple of times in a couple of podcasts, maybe in a couple of articles that a big part of my relationship or a very big like inside, not joke, but like inside, what's the word? Inside comment, whatever, inside thing between Imogen and I is ages ago, we were tripping on LSD together and she had worked on a lot of her goals and I was showing her that like, you can achieve anything you fucking want. You just have to work for it, which is, you know, I'll say the same thing to you guys. Just take little baby steps every single day. You will eventually get there. Like any fucking goal you want. If you want to become a millionaire, fuck yeah, just work on it. Might take five years, might take 10 years. Who fucking knows? Might take 20 years. I don't know. I don't know you and your circumstances, but you can fucking get there. Why not? If you want to get laid and have sex with fucking 50 women, like why not? If you want to have a foursome, why not? Like there's no reason you guys can't do this shit as long as you work on it every day and don't quit. So I was teaching this stuff to Imogen and she had started achieving quite a few of her goals, right? She'd achieved a couple of really big goals and we were tripping on LSD one time and we were basically reminiscing about the stuff that she'd achieved. And she was going like, you know, I never would have thought any of this shit was possible. This stuff is meant to be impossible and yet I've done it. And I basically said like, yeah, like whatever you want, I can help you get it. Like, I'll get you anything you want. You just have to work for it. You tell me what it is and I'll help you like with the plan. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what the fucking plan is and you just have to like go for it. Like anything you want, it's entirely possible to have. And I said like, you can have the fucking moon if you want to. Like you can literally have the fucking moon. Like, do you want the moon? And she like nodded and, you know, she was all giggly because we're both high on LSD and shit. And she's crying as well. She was like crying with happiness and shit. And I was like, yeah, if you want the moon, we'll fucking get the moon. Like, I'll get you the moon. No worries. Like, we'll get the moon. Don't worry. And ever since then, it's been kind of this, like, inside thing between the two of us where I'll say, like, you know, we're going to the moon or we're going to get the moon. She even recently got a tattoo of the moon. That was her basically committing to me and saying, like, you know, and I'm going to get a moon tattoo as well. I've already got it sketched out. She did a sketch for me just waiting for all this lockdown and mask and all this fucking bullshit to end so that I can actually go get the goddamn tattoo. But... Yeah, it's sort of this inside comment between the two of us. And I've said it in a co- I haven't said it in a lot of podcasts, actually. And that's why this this email that this guy wrote was, like, very meaningful to me. Because I was like, how did you even, like, remember that? Like, where did you even hear that? I've only talked about that really briefly. And, yeah, I'll say the same to all of you guys. Like, if you want the fucking moon, like, go for it. it like, it, it's not even a... At this point, it's not even, like, a meme or a joke between Imogen and I. We've already started doing research. There is, like... Space exploration is like an industry that's going to be blowing up over the next like 30 years. If you look at people like Richard Branson, uh, Elon Musk is talking about it. Um, What's his name? Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy. They're talking about it. Like space exploration is absolutely going to be a thing. And uh, Richard Branson has talked about like it's probably going to cost tickets are probably going to cost $100,000 to like go to the moon basically. 
And so I've said to Imogen, like, fuck yeah, we'll go to the moon. Like, it's only $100,000 each. It's not even that expensive. Like, we can save that money. We can easily make that money. We'll make way more than that money. Let's go to the fucking moon. So I'll say the same to you guys. If you want to go to the fucking moon, like, make it happen. Whatever it is that you want, absolutely make it happen. So to this guy, I'm really fucking grateful for your email. Couldn't have come at a better time. I really fucking appreciate it. And to the other guys that sent me emails at the same time, I really appreciate you guys as well. I got a bunch of emails today, actually. So... I really appreciate that. And I, I get quite a lot of emails and they really fucking mean a lot. But this one in particular, this guy's story, like really fucking meant a lot. The last bit, you you cheated by putting that moon thing in there because I probably wouldn't have done a podcast if you hadn't put the moon thing in there. So like, good job putting that moon thing in there. But yeah, I want you guys to go out, absolutely crush your fucking goals. And, you know, even if you want the fucking moon, like make it happen. Like anything is fucking possible. Please don't let anyone tell you that something's not possible. This guy's a very good example of someone who was basically like in the same spot I was in. You know what I mean? Like hating women. This guy's a fucking virgin, right? Like in a really bad place. Like this guy could make so many excuses. He lives in a country that's not like a Western country. I hear people say that sometimes. They're like, oh, I'm not in a Western country. I can't get laid. It's like, you know, this guy could make so many fucking excuses. He didn't. If this guy can change, if I can change, I've done so many podcasts with other people that have changed. Like, please don't think that you're an exception. You can absolutely fucking change. What I want you guys to go out there and do is what? What am I going to say? Just go out there and crush your goals.